Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of your D1T in 5 for Thursday, September 30th. I'm Aaron Matus. UNC Greensboro Chancellor Franklin Gilliam today told trustees that parting ways with former athletic director Kim Record was a difficult but necessary decision. It's not about where we have been, he said, it's about where we want to go. It's my job to make decisions that will get us there. We were decisive in this case, we'll stand by that. Gilliam, on the first attributes UNCG's next AD should possess, what we're looking for in our next athletic director is a seasoned fundraiser, an experienced manager who understands athletic budgets and can be creative with revenue generation. As I told the athletics committee, we're a sports program that relies on student fees, and the vagaries of student fees requires a real flexibility and creativity when you budget. Boise State and San Diego State informed the Mountain West they intend to stay in the conference, according to Yahoo's Pete Thamel. CBS's Matt Norlander reports Boise and SDSU are in effect hitched and reinforced that to the Mountain West. Norlander says, Boise waiting on Big 12 or Pac-12 opening, no guarantee. Doesn't want to move leagues twice, willing to wait it out. CBS's Dennis Dodd notes the AAC still has its sights set on Air Force and Colorado State, with AFA being more interested than CSU. If MWC remains somewhat together, it likely becomes the top G5 conference in terms of access to CFP. The Coloradoans' Kelly Lyle contends Colorado State should move to the AAC only if the Mountain West demise is inevitable. But, he says, if there's still a chance to save the conference, CSU System Chancellor Tony Frank President Joyce McConnell and Rams Athletic Director Joe Parker should push their counterparts in the Mountain West to become proactive in the realignment process rather than reactive. They could push the Mountain West to consider adding the three remaining AAC members with the most value, Memphis, Tulsa, and SMU, in all sports, along with Gonzaga and Wichita State in men's basketball and other sports the two non-football playing schools offer. Lyle goes on to point out that while AAC schools receive about $6 million per year through the ESPN contract, that number figures to change along with conference membership. Meanwhile, the Mountain West is set to increase its media rights income more quickly due to the shorter length of its contract. The AAC ESPN deal runs through 2031-32. The athletic Seth Davis offers some observations on conference realignment's impact on men's basketball and submits, I also think the Pac-12 will regret not finding a way to add BYU during the latest round. BYU's departure from the WCC definitely alters Gonzaga's calculation. Gonzaga's big obstacle to changing leagues is not the basketball program's dominance of the WCC, so much as the fact that Gonzaga has not had a football team since 1941. That would be a non-starter with the Pac-12, but I see no reason why the Mountain West couldn't find a way to make this work. Davis also suggests Belmont's move to the Missouri Valley may mean Murray State's arrival is near, which would not only bring aboard Belmont's biggest rival, but also increase the Valley's foothold in the South. As for the Big East, Davis does not foresee any imminent expansion because the schools in this league have a very specific profile, small, private, Catholic, no Division I football, UConn being the notable exception, the only prominent school that fits that bill is Loyola Chicago, but I doubt DePaul would approve. USA Today's Tom Shad reports that all five witnesses at today's hearing in Washington, D.C. agreed that Congress should set a federal NIL framework. Also, 
Here's one I haven't heard before. Congressman Larry Bouchon of Indiana suggests that a college athlete could sign an NIL with a foreign-owned company and then be influenced by the government of that foreign country. Darren Heitner of Heitner Legal reports NCAA President Mark Emmert will ask Congress to pass NIL legislation that expressly states college athletes are not employees, while NCPA Executive Director Ramogi Huma will argue that Congress does not need to intercede in NIL as state laws have accomplished compensation freedoms. Huma, Heitner continues, will shift the focus to uniform health and safety standards, Title IX enforcement, graduation rates, and medical expenses. Meanwhile, Baylor President Linda Livingstone will tell federal lawmakers that a national NIL law is needed for uniformity. Like Emmert, she wants Congress to rule that college athletes aren't employees. She's also asking for a narrow antitrust exemption for schools against litigation. Finally, Heitner reports CIAA Commissioner Jackie McWilliams is expected to testify she supports a federal NIL framework that would basically codify the NCAA's interim policy, no pay for play, no inducements to attend a college, as she is chiefly concerned with recruiting advantages due to differing state laws. This and more in your D1 ticker email. I'm Aaron Matus, and this has been the evening standard of your D1T in five for Thursday, September 30th. We'll talk to you again in the morning.